0: Hi, and welcome to Do You Know BTS, where I, Chloe, a British army, tries to convince me, Lorraine, to join the BTS fandom.
1: We wanted to thank everyone who listens to this podcast. Your opinion is important to us, so we would love if you could leave us a review.
0: Today we're going to be discussing the TV series Harang the Poet Warrior Youth, which is a TV series that V starred in. Before we start, we just want to give a spoilers warning. If you haven't seen the show and you want to see the show, then I suggest maybe not listening to this episode because we're going to pretty much discuss the show, giving away loads of the main plots. We're not going to go into too much detail exactly
1: what happens. Yeah, we're not focusing so much on... Every single episode, we will touch upon our favourite parts and anything that has V in particularly. Mm. But our main focus will be V and then things we liked about the show because we did enjoy it. But we just won't be saying in great detail everything that happened because it's a 20-episode series as well. And I think take a lot of time if you're going to really look at each episode. And each episode's an hour long.
0: Okay, so starting with V's character... His character is called Hansung. His character is one of my favourite characters. I think he is actually my favourite character, He's and that's not just by <laughs> I think the character's funny, cute, kind hearted, and in the end brave, something he thought he wasn't during the show. And V is an act himself. For V's first time acting, I would never been able to tell. I thought he brought real emotion to his scenes. I generally laughed when his character was funny. I felt sad when he cried and physically cried when he died and again it's not me being biased i was prepared to not cry i knew that he was going to die and so i thought i wasn't going to cry because i knew it was going to happen but he just played it so well and certain sentences he said just really got me and what i particularly love about these character and his acting is that he made the character his own for a character who didn't have many scenes or lines for the times he was on. He made sure that he was memorable and his character had personality which stood out from other side characters. So I thought V acted
1: incredibly. Yeah, I definitely agree with all of that. V was by far my favourite character and I don't think it is just because he's V. I actually in general liked his character. He was a very lovable and a really adorable character in my opinion and I disliked him as soon as I saw him and I thought it was good right up until his last scene. I actually, unlike Chloe, didn't know he was going to die until she told me <laughs> but I didn't know how he was going to die and I didn't expect what happened and it also made me tear up. I won't say really cry cry but tear up and I didn't usually tear up
0: but I think Yeah, was... I was surprised when you said that, that you tear up but i remember my first thought when you said that you teared up was me thinking well i'm definitely not gonna cry i thought i'd be sad about it but i really didn't think i was gonna cry i
1: think it's just because his character was so adorable and even in his last moments he's so sweet mm-hmm. and just adorable and i think that was it for me and i think v is really suited to this character who he plays out of all the characters in the show when i look at him now i think out of all of them it's the perfect fit for v don't you think yeah because I think he's really adorable, really, really actual yeah. real V. <laughs> At the beginning, he's described by Aru as oblivious to his surroundings when he's focused. He's curious and smiles a lot. And I definitely agree with this. I think V's smile is infectious throughout the show. He's always smiling and it's so cute. And again, it's why I think V is the perfect fit for this character, because he's a very... Like bubbly person like that. His main story focuses on his grandfather having expectations for him to carry on the family name and for him to get better with his sword fighting and be a good warrior. And about his brother being a half breed and I think all these parts to these characters what I really like because although he's not a huge character as the series goes on I feel like his part does grow a lot more because of these storylines that he's given and he does them like so good. Is this his actual first act? It is, ever? it is his debut acting. But I would never think that because he does do it so well and especially the kind of like scenes he has. they as emotional a scene, yeah like yeah. a lot of scenes I feel like are very very emotional. Did
0: you always think, you know when they Talk about you mentioned his brother there being a
1: half-breed. Yeah. I couldn't
0: help but keep thinking of like pure blood in <laughs> the blood from <laughs> yeah, Harry Potter.
1: Yeah, they have some kind of like the ranking system yeah kind of bone rank system. yeah sometimes it confused me some of it though it's weird he wasn't a huge character but his stories were big that's I what thought. i thought why he made his
0: parts memorable yeah now going on to the other characters and i just want to say first of all that lorraine and i have tried with pronunciation with the names uh, but we may be pronouncing some of the names <laughs> <That's not laughs> yeah long. i will i really stuck but yeah we apologize about that now the main character he has a few names during this show but we're going to to refer to him with his nickname Dogbird because it's the yeah. easiest. And one of his announced. names is also no name. <laughs> <He has laughs> no name.
1: Well he has no name, doesn't oh, he? Oh yeah that's true. They say that a few
0: times. Yeah. Okay, so starting with Dogbird, I would put him as my third favourite character. Already third yeah, I think that, again, there's a pronunciation of the name, Paxi June is a brilliant actor. He plays Dogbird. And I liked but loved his... No, I liked but hated his <laughs> love for Aurora. Well, I never hated it as such, but I'll get into that later. But what I did love about the relationship was I liked that it was his main drive and that he just wanted to protect her. And that was kind of... His focused role throughout, no matter what happened to him, in the front of his mind was protecting Aurora, his love interest. Also his
1: fake sister.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I would say that the only negative thing about his personality which got to me was when he goes through those silent, those so salty moments. Yeah. so did... she brings that up a yeah, lot. Yeah, she does bring it up a lot and that was the only thing that kind of got me too. But you do see it in a lot of characteristics in people in real life and all characters yeah, have true. to have flaws and I like it when a main
1: character has flaws. I also really like this character. I've put him out my fifth favourite maybe because there's a few other characters I really like and I... Wasn't particularly a fan of the love story. Overall, I'm not much interested in love stories. So that's why it didn't captivate me. But I do get like what you said. I, I do like his passion for protecting yeah. her. And I do think it was important for his character, really. After his best friend dies, he actually ends up taking his identity. This is something that I actually didn't see coming. Me too. Um, I was really shocked that his friend... Died because I thought he was going to be a main character, <laughs> and then the fact he takes on the identity and it just really shocked me. I actually didn't s- like it first of all. Well, in some ways, I think it's very interesting to see where it's leading to. Mm. I know what you mean. I wasn't a hundred percent sure on it myself, but well, overall, now seeing the whole show, I do think it couldn't have been any other way. Really, yeah, it
0: did make sense for the story. Yeah, line. it
1: never like yeah it didn't ever make me question like why did they do I it? I just didn't think it was right when you think of it like. <laughs> <laughs> what well, if I ever took your identity <laughs> yeah. afterwards? It's almost like forgetting his memory. Well, the only thing I don't agree with is, even though it, I didn't mind so much him taking the identity, is the fact, yeah, the friend is rather forgotten in some ways, really, you could say, because yeah. he's not really bringing up her uh, again. Because he's pretending much. to be Yeah. Him. Also, it's said a few occasions that it's what the friend wanted,
0: do you remember him saying this?
1: Because I still don't remember it myself. No. Well, I don't specifically remember him saying it, but I think they're implying that he wanted... Um, His friend is called Son Yu, and he cared a lot about his sister and he wanted to protect her. So I think that's what they're implying by him living, protecting her. A little lost on that. What I remember is the father telling him to take yeah, the, the identity. Yeah, the father. And the, the father says it's what he would have wanted, Son Yu. So I'm sure the father does say it. But still, nevertheless, even though it's unusual, I think it's relevant to the story. I think his character is a very brave character and a very fearless character, especially at the beginning. I actually really, really liked the first episode of his personality and how he was because he really just didn't care he'd take anything on and I think that he's also very skilled in many things which we see throughout the series whatever he does even things he's never done before he seems to really take with them so easily he's naturally talented the only thing I thought was unusual about his character is something that you see again throughout the show his character to me unknown why Faints a lot. (laughs) Yeah, we were discussing this. It's never actually explained why. Yeah, and I've actually watched this series twice now and I still didn't pick up on why it was. (laughs) I just feel like the writers didn't
0: really have a reason, like it was just a medical issue, but it just seems like it needs to be looked
1: at. The only one time it ever seemed like it made sense was the very first time, not the very first time he faints, but one of the first parts with Son Yu's father he says to him that he's weak and he, he won't last basically bound to faint again well that makes sense if you're a bit weak but the other times it happens randomly just
0: randomly and at the worst times as
1: well <laughs> I mean it is
0: really because of this that his friend ended up getting killed yeah it was it because was. he fainted and if that were me and that happened I would want to get this problem looked at yeah. after that <laughs>
1: <laughs> Definitely. But yeah, that's the only thing that I thought about the character was very bizarre because I don't feel it was ever explained and if it was, I generally it's gone over my head twice. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah Lorraine's actually seen this series
0: twice I only watched it once and I only just finished it Lorraine, she can, around, <laughs> Lorraine
1: can binge watch things a lot easier than me and... I will say though I watched the first time I did binge watch it most nights I'd watch five episodes and that for me is normal with a series I watch for the first time I really get into I had no problem with it I stay up till like two in the morning which Chloe knows I don't like staying up late but I would to watch this but the second time watching it I couldn't binge watch it I only watched two a night because I'd already just recently seen that. Yeah, I that's felt understandable like, though. Yeah, and also I had to write notes on it too, so I felt mm. more of a job <laughs> the first time. I actually was enjoying it, yeah. like watching it the first time.
0: The next character we're discussing is Aurora, and with the name pronunciation, I'm probably pronouncing that slightly and wrong. I was saying it totally different to Chloe <laughs> tell me if that's how you
1: say it. I was saying it how it looked on paper. Yeah,
0: Aru, and that's how I was reading it. I am learning Cree and I know that I struggle with some pronunciations, and this ending of her name is one of the pronunciations I struggle with so I know I'm probably saying it wrong but Aurora is the love interest of Dogbird and I warm to her character quickly which is surprising because usually female roles for some reason i don't take to as much as may petty
1: jealous <laughs> i think you more attracted to the men <laughs> yeah probably
0: <laughs> but i did actually very quickly warm to her character i really liked her quirkiness i also liked with her character that she didn't just play the role of the love interest she was also courageous and inspiring which i liked about her character she did cry a lot mm-hmm. although I would say that a lot of her crying is justified in some scenes I mean if I was putting not myself all of it. not all of it no that's why she I think more than most that's why I think perhaps it's a bit too much but near the beginning it wasn't bothering me so much because a lot of bad things were happening <laughs> and I thought she's allowed to cry but it was it was a lot in the end but I really did like this character I would put her up Mm, in my top five.
1: I only ordered my top three. Okay, I would put probably sixth place. I did also like her, although there was times I was unsure. I wouldn't say I quickly got into her. I'd say throughout the series she grew on me. I think that she was an essential character. And also although you list her just as Dogbird's love interest, I also list her as the king's although this is completely one-sided Yeah, uh, she has no interest. Still, I think she's kind of centred between the both of them and these three I consider the three main lead roles and I think it's because of this that she's often caught up in the uh, dramas between the two of them she's always kind of put in the middle because of the two of the guys so she is a very quite important character I think the actress was really good yeah played she was. her I think she was really suited I think all the characters they picked the right characters I would say the same role. I wouldn't
0: say that anyone acted badly in this no. show especially when I was looking a lot of them up A lot of them weren't originally actors to start with. They were like idols in bands. And so I thought they all did a really good job. Yeah,
1: definitely.
0: The next character is Sam Mak Jong, who we're referred to through this as the King. And he's another one of the main lead roles And I really love his journey to become a king. This was one of my favourite storylines, actually, which is why I wished he didn't chase Aurora so much, because I loved his character more away from the love triangle. Although I did find some of those scenes interesting. It wasn't like I was bored through it. I just preferred seeing his character away from that, because I thought he's a very sensitive and lonely character and has this guard up and his insecurities and fears hold him back a lot. find he has one of the biggest character developments to become a just ruler, which is yeah. what I liked. And I liked them concentrating on that side because the other side was a lost cause, really. <laughs> <laughs>
1: because she just wasn't interested in him. I definitely agree. I liked his journey of becoming the king. But I think maybe some of the reason why they had the love story was for him to also show a bit of protectiveness maybe not yeah. in the same way as dog and also halfway I think he realizes obviously he isn't going to get her I don't think it's as bad I'd say halfway through I feel like he uses off a little bit in some ways. What
0: he does get from this though is it does actually help to develop his character with this love interest because he grows to, obviously like you say, realise she's not interested and he acts really well about that he even gives the permission for the two More of them blessing. to be with <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <So permission. laughs> Well I was just thinking him as a king, he had the right. He could do anything, like kill them <laughs> if he wanted to <laughs> it, in that position. And yet he doesn't. He he, yeah, he says, says, you know, be together. I think that's
1: why in the end it didn't it didn't bother me too much to love I really, story. I really I really like that end. And Yeah. I thought like how are they going to do it? Like, are they going to have to find someone else for him? That's what I thought too, but I was thinking... Like, to make it feel better. Yeah, that's going to happen, and they didn't, and I really liked that. Yeah, and they just let, like, him come to terms with it, which I think was good. So even at the beginning, I do think it was a pointless chase. I think it did lead somewhere to a good point, so it's not too bad, really. I do get, that his character could have focused less on, on her, but it never really bothered me too much because I like him as a character. I'd say the king is probably my... I'd say third or fourth. I think it's tied think for me. I think mine, he's a fourth. I say
0: third, but I, I do like someone else too. Originally, I preferred
1: Aror more than him, but... About halfway through, I preferred the king over her. I think that he's actually very good looking. I said that to Chloe once before, though she said she couldn't see it. He is handsome. I actually think Dogbird's better looking. Do you? I think the king's better looking. (laughs) I I think Dogbird is good looking, but I think the king's miles better looking. There's a scene that I mentioned later that I like when a friend is telling him about he's looking silly doing a dance and he's like he's doing good dance and he's good looking. Mm -hmm. So in some ways I felt like he has a bit of confidence to himself in his His confidence definitely grows throughout. I really like the fact that he wants to be such a good king. I think that's the best part of his
0: yeah, journey, I really. Yeah, to his speech he gives to Dogbird when he says, this is why I want to become king. I think Dogbird realises in that moment too that he is the just ruler. Yeah,
1: definitely. And I think that his character overall is quite a good character because he's going through this struggle, but at the same time, he remains a very calm character, I think. He never has, like, outbursts or anything like that. He never really loses. No, it. I At times, that. maybe he feels a bit given up but overall i think he's a very calm level-headed character and that makes for a good king exactly so i think he's just one of my favorite characters on his journey to becoming a king yeah me too and a lot of the time i just feel sorry for him i feel so sorry for him because there's so many scenes like (laughs) when people are talking about the king because he's the king in hiding too so no one actually knows who he is And people are talking about the king when he's right there, (laughs) really harshly. And I just feel so sorry. And one of the things I love is I love his relationship with his friend/slash guard, Paho? Powell. Powell. (laughs) I love his relationship with Powell. He kind of raised the king and has formed a very good. Bond with him, and I just love their scenes together throughout it. When we talk about episodes later, favourite parts, many of mine are the two of these together because I just think their friendship relationship is such a good one, and it was the highlight for me of them. And Powell is the person who I'm tied with for third and fourth place. Because the two of them, I, I love so much together too.
0: The next character we're discussing is Suho, who is my second favourite character. I
1: immediately <laughs> fell for this character. So much so that
0: I've actually gotten into the actor himself Minho. he's in this band called Shiny which I'm really into at the moment but yeah I think he's very good looking and I love his character he starts being this self-centred quite obnoxious character but we learn that he is actually very loyal and has a very kind heart he's one of the main harangues and he has this love for the Queen and there's a moment at the end where the Queen's on her dying bed he prevents her love interest from <laughs> leaving and I just think this moment just really shows what a big heart this character has i also find his character very funny too and i love his rivalry with this other character called Bamrio, and i also love their friendship you were saying about that of a friendship you yeah. like with the king and power I really like this friendship that grows. I loved seeing these two together because it was like a real
1: hatred between them to start with. And I just love what it turns into. Yeah, I totally agree. This is the other friendship I really like. I've also got this down. I like how they have this rivalry to start with. And even though it kind of goes back and forth, back and forth, at the end of it, you can clearly see they have a friendship. And when we talk about episodes, like it's one of the ones I also bring up a lot is scenes of them together because I think there's so many good scenes of them. So I definitely enjoyed it too. I really like this character to two and i'd also say he's my second favorite i do think he's a handsome character but the reason why i like him is just because basically his loyalness really mm, he's very loyal he never like wavers or switches or anything and his family is actually the most loyal to the royals as well. Yeah, yeah, he's known as the Queen's dog, a lot of people call him. Yeah. I think that the crush he has on the Queen is kind of cute and kind of a Yeah, to top I thought
0: the same. I wasn't too sure what to make of it myself. There's scenes, like I mentioned, that one at the end, which I think is really sweet. There's one where he drinks drink thinking it's poison, willing to die instead well, of poison. the Queen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, one of these poisons that kill you straight out. <laughs> But yeah, the Queen is getting poisoned throughout (laughs) this. But yeah, there's moments like that that I thought were sweet. But yeah, his obsession with her... It's mm, all the puppy dog gazes all the time, and yeah. It really is
1: puppy love. I mean, she even says to him, like, he looks like a young child, really. I, I wasn't too <laughs> sure what to think of that, myself. And again, it's obviously clearly one-sided. The Queen has absolutely no interest. She's very cold to him, <laughs> I think. But it never really bothered me. I just think it wasn't as necessary to make it as dramatically obsessed over the Queen. I mean, really seems obsessed <laughs> yeah. in my opinion. And he could have just been like loyal and liked her. Had a little bit of a crush, but I think they really yeah, I think really that would have been better. But the way he follows through on other things later, like things he's asked to do by family and the Queen, he really sticks with it. and I just like his character because his headstrong determinedness of doing it. Mm. Doing what he has to do. I just like it.
0: The next character is Bam Ryu. He's also a member of the Harangue and another one of my favourite characters, he's Right up there, too. I kind of lost the order at this point, but I'd probably <laughs> put him at, like, the sixth, maybe. He starts by being this cold-hearted, almost villainous character, but he has a lot of deep-rooted issues, and in the end, he does the right thing. There was one particular moment, we may mention it late in the notes, I don't know if you've got it, where he chooses to go against his... I think it's his it stepfather. Adoptive father. Yeah. Yeah. He goes against his father and chooses to do the right thing and I just love this scene it's one of my favorite actually scenes in the whole show and I also really liked watching his growing relationship with I think her name is Yon. and I actually preferred watching this relationship more than the the main yeah. relationship I really <laughs> loved this I loved that she helped his true self come out and I just think he was very shy and uncomfortable <laughs> with her and I just really liked watching this relationship
1: yeah I definitely agree with that I've all the love and trust in it I would say theirs is by far the better one. It's a really genuine development, too, of how it comes about. And I think it is also important to his character. I mean, if not for her, I think he would have struggled so much more. I mean, she really, really led him to his path really i think that his character again has a very complicated in-depth story what's good about it is all the characters kind of have their own stories within the story yeah they all have their like issues they have to yeah, work yeah exactly out. and i think that's quite fitting for them building as becoming these strong harangue that they'd all have something they've got to work on themselves and he definitely does his main thing is that his adoptive father is the highest official and He's basically seeking a lot of power and he wants to use Banryu <laughs> to get this. Sorry, your name's honestly a nightmare. <laughs> We're gonna have this route. And yeah, it's all about him choosing basically between family. Or doing the right thing. So I think he has one of the most difficult choices to make. Because, I mean, this is literally your family, really. He has kind of mentioned two fathers in it. His adoptive father and his real father. And he basically has to go against both anyway. So either way, he's going against all his family, Mm -hmm. really. So I just feel for his struggle, really, throughout
0: it. Next, we've got the Queen. I wasn't a fan of her character because she was very unlikable throughout, but I did find myself feeling sorry for her quite a lot, which did surprised you? I was me. Sorry for yeah, her. there I was didn't. occasions I did. <laughs> but what I really like about this character is I thought that the actress Kim Ji Soo played her incredibly well. I thought she did a really good job as this queen. And I always like actors, actresses who play mostly villain roles really good because she played it so well. I think is why she
1: was such an unlikable character. Yeah, I do think she was played really well. Like I said, I think everyone in this plays it really well. I didn't like her but i think you're not supposed to like her so that's all right she basically as queen will do anything to protect the throne including killing people which she thinks is the easy means to it i think i thought of her as the main villain at the start but there is actually another official who we're talking about actually the adoptive father I don't know if he's meant to be the more I think evil so, villain. I see it as worse. <laughs> Although I didn't at first, I thought the Queen was the Me main villain. Me too, so did um, I. Villain. She's being poisoned over time and eventually leads to her death. But the only thing I think is weird about this is it's a very long time she's being poisoned, 10 years <laughs> yeah. for one. That's my first alarm. <laughs> and it's a very, very long time to poison someone. I'd say a long poison is Years? Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't you think i mean that a bit really alarmed when it said 10 years and the other thing is i know she says she doesn't realize at first about the poison but once she realizes she continues drinking the poison why would you not chuck it away I when know, someone's
0: out of the room what i thought was odd about this is i thought when she knew i thought okay she's she's prepared to die like she wants she wants to hand over the throne to her son or something <laughs> there's some kind of like mean into this but her reason was they'll find another way yeah they find another way to but kill what me and i you think this just, is a bad reason yeah it
1: is i mean i i think if you think that you would be more like you'd take the tea in dispose of it and hand back the empty cup so they think you've drunk it then they yeah. won't find another way <laughs> you won't continue to get poisoned i just yeah i thought it was ignorance and stupidity (laughs) of carrying on with it i just thought it was a very bizarre thing the whole i thought that was odd and also you mentioned about her just killing people
0: to get kind of what she wants but she doesn't think to want to kill the people responsible for killing her like this would
1: be the main people (laughs) i'd think she should be killing true because she goes around killing people willy-nilly yeah but not (laughs) her murderers (laughs) Yes, I think the whole thing is a little far-fetched, really, for me. Obviously, she's an essential part of the story, especially with the king, who's her son, and her not giving him the throne. So that is a key part of the you story. You see this line. kind of thing in history as well, which I always like when they kind of yeah. have these sort of throne stories. But there's just elements to her character that I don't think were necessary. Like for instance, she has a love interest who is Aurora's father. Father, yeah. I'm not sure that was necessary. No, I
0: thought the same thing. I felt, I felt like it was kind of pointless throughout. It sort of bored me a little bit that was the storyline that yeah really bored me but the only thing that made me think perhaps this is why they did it was because of her kind of obsession with the family but still I mean the amount of meetings they have together and
1: talks and
0: stuff. I feel they maybe could have found another way to go about instead
1: of being a love interest I mean we've got a lot of those love interests going (laughs) on already (laughs) yeah it was one of the things that I didn't particularly like, so in a sense I didn't particularly like that part of her character's story. But her with the not stepping down for her son, I like that whole part.
0: Next we're discussing Lord Hua, who is... What
1: is his role? He's like head of the Harang. But I call him the chief instructor. He is the leader of the Harang but I call him chief instructor because I thought I heard it. I call him that through my notes because it's easier than saying his name. Whether he's really chief instructor, I'm not sure. I can see him being that. He is the head of the Harang, isn't he? Yeah, he's listed as leader of the Harang. I just Mm. don't know whether they officially use chief instructor or I've picked that up from something.
0: (laughs) At first I didn't know what to think of this character but I really did actually grow to like him. I thought he was an odd character who had two sides to him he had this side dedicated to his job who guided and trained the harangue even secretly helping and advising the king and bravely going against higher authority i really loved all of that and then he also had this other side which was really wacky and crazy and almost childish <laughs> so that's why i was unsure to start with there were times i thought he was two different guys Did because yeah? of these two different personalities at the beginning <laughs>
1: I definitely would agree, though, that you've summed it up. He does have these two personalities. I quite like the wise one myself. Me too. I prefer that one. Yeah, I think it's really suited, especially being the leader and guiding the harangue. I think he adds humour, though, to the other side. Does he keep eating crackers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, cracker bread. I think his other side, though, that wacky side, is also kind of gross though because there's so many scenes where he's picking his nose <laughs> and at the beginning we see him swatting flies off himself and at the end when he's kind of fired from Harang he picks his nose so much it bleeds. I just think there's wackiness and then there's personal hygiene and, uh, he wets himself once doesn't he well it's implied because he walks wearing with wet footprints and I just think it's so far from the other uh, portrayal I know, of him it's completely different so I guess I can see why he thought it was two different characters <laughs> he does add definitely humour with this wacky side but I will be fine with the wackiness it's the grossness but I do think he's a very vital character to have very important and I, I love the fact that he's so dedicated to the harangue because there's even times when other people are trying to sway him to help them but he doesn't. That's what I like about him. Now onto the princess. This was the
0: only character that I actually really didn't like at all. I couldn't actually find anything I really liked on her. I obviously thought the actress was very good I thought she played the role really well but I just found her too cold-hearted and I didn't understand her her obsession with dog birds there was a, a bit of a love interest there but it was a very on her side one. yeah I just found that a little unusual and yeah necessary yeah say. yeah necessary I just found her a bit irritating like why she just kept coming in it but she was very much like her mum I thought her personality really suited the mums actually I just felt like the mum had a bit more to her I
1: totally agree with that I, I don't actually think she was that necessary of a cat character really she comes in late in the show more near the halfway mark but I still think it could have went on alright right without her yeah me too (laughs) and I also think she's yeah just too cold her character never really developed yeah Yeah, and I definitely don't think the love interest is necessary because like even though the kings may have been one-sided it leads to a good ending
0: her's doesn't really go
1: anywhere. <laughs> I don't see the point of it. So yeah, I just think it's unnecessary. If anything, I think she's an unnecessary character.
0: The next character is Park Yong-shi, probably the main villain. I thought that the actor Kim Chang-wan played him really well. I thought he was a really good actor who actually scared me in some scenes just by the way he put across sentences, which is what I really liked about him. This is a character who is that adopted Aww. father that we mentioned. And I Didn't like his character because he was such a villainous character. I didn't like the sort of things he did, but I really enjoyed watching him. I actually look forward to seeing his scenes because of the way he put across his performance as this this character. I just
1: thought he looked scary as well. (laughs) Just his face expressions. I just thought he did a really good job. Yeah, I think he really suited the part. The first time around, I was getting all those old guys mixed Mm. up, the whole lot of them. But the second time watching it, I actually didn't confuse him once because I realised his beard was like more (laughs) long fashion, and I actually started to recognise him from his beard. I found he stood
0: out from the other people because of his acting. But he is the highest ranked official
1: as well. Yeah, by himself probably. (laughs) I do think he was a very like conniving villain really because whereas the queen was more obvious from the start that she's openly not very good Mm. his came out more subtly and he was very clever at every step he took yeah i like characters like this yeah so i think he was a very good one and at the end he is clearly the main main baddie
0: and the last character i wanted to mention briefly is more of a minor character than the other ones that we've just discussed he's called powell we already mentioned him briefly i thought that this character was funny and a lot of the scenes with him in i really liked which is why i wanted to give him a mention i really liked his relationship with the king like what lorraine mentioned in particular there's a scene where he pretends that he's 22 i thought that was very funny (laughs) he's a lot older than the harangue the harangue i would say are like teens 20s early 20s and he kind of pretends to be around their age there's time where the king tells Dogba that he's never had a friend but it's just obvious how much power cares for the king. Like, I just yeah. think it's really
1: sweet. Yeah, he's definitely one of my top characters, like I said, Titan third fourth place I thought he added a lot of humour and even though it was a smaller character it was a very important character I thought I thought he was important for the king's story and I liked his loyalty and dedication to the king and again a character who never wavers I like someone who stands by what they believe and stick to I think that's why a lot of the characters I happen to like because what they thought they stuck with he was loyal to the king throughout and I just love that so now we're going to discuss a little of each episode not in great detail because it's Like we said before, there's just so much to go into if you were looking at just the show. But we will pick out favourite parts, especially parts that contain VM, which is really important. Starting with the first episode. For me, it was the first time watching a K-drama. Nothing like what I was really used to. And I wasn't sure of it at the very beginning because I thought the opening scene is a bit strange with the guys talking in the field. And I was thinking at first it's probably not going to be something that I'm going to get into. But I actually did get into it. And I thought that the first episode was good because they included a lot of the really important storylines, like straight away, like they mentioned about the king in hiding. And I think they mentioned about forming the harangue right there at the start. So I think it's important that they've got all this information straight out there. One of my favourite parts in the episode is when the real Son Yu sees the king and he's then chased because anyone who sees the king's face is killed and I just think that this part is really interesting in the first episode because it adds a lot of excitement and it really makes you like want to know what's going to happen, at least for me it did anyway. Yeah, no, I'm the same.
0: I, unlike Lorraine, I've seen a lot of K-dramas and I thought that the way they did their humour, the romance that we see later on, the flashbacks, a lot of it's <laughs> all things that I've seen very often in K drama, so I was kind of used to it. Just even the style of the acting, like all the way she talks to herself a lot out loud. Oh, yeah. I see so many characters <laughs> doing that in K dramas. And so I was kind of used to the style of it. But at first I was a little unsure. Actually at the beginning scene as well, weirdly enough. I thought, was, thing, I thought it was I thought it was gonna be one of those kind of poor <laughs> comedies <laughs> and i wasn't too sure but i felt the same they moved that first episode
1: very well like yeah. they included lots of things Lies and they got it going yeah i think that too the other scene that i really like is i think the ending scene when the real son you that's what i'm gonna call him for now <laughs> <laughs> he's beaten up and Dogbird comes to rescue him. And this is the first scene that we see with Suho. I really, really like his first appearance. He's kind of impressed by Dogbird in this scene. Because, again, this is what I was talking about. About Dogbird first appearing really, like, fearless. Because he is. And he's very protective of his friend. He's in the middle of Suho and Ban... What are you? Ban <laughs> <laughs> you. I just like their reactions Because it shows their personalities Even though they don't say anything I think you get a lot from it Yeah, you do <laughs> And I just really like the scene Okay, looking at episode two The first half of this episode Is a lot about the death of the real Sonyu The after impact on Dogbird And where he's kind of swearing revenge Even though this is important to the harangue To me, I just felt it was a bit more Mopey start of the episode In this episode as well There's a poster that's put up in the school about Harang being formed v is the one to read this out and i know that he says that it sounds really nice and i think that straight away this very tiny initial scene for him is showing his happy natured character because the others are not really thinking that no. and yet he comes out with this bright response really about this
0: kind of army forming yeah i was excited to see his very first scene i knew that he first appeared in episode two i was a little disappointed he didn't have more of a scene even though i did read that his scene was actually very yeah. short throughout this i was still hoping for a bit more but i agree with what you said about just in this little scene you get some personality gets, i do
1: feel like you get some and this is a really small scene but it, it does grow each time i it feel does, with his yeah. character what you see a bit
0: more one thing though i wanted to mention in this episode was the death of Son Yu. i just found it really dramatic for this <laughs> series. Like, I thought this was a bit of a comedy, a light show, and I just found the death really dragged out, and I actually had to turn away from the screen. <laughs> I just thought it was quite
1: gory and, and dramatic. I, I just do felt like I was like... watching something else in that moment. I did feel like it kind of lagged on, and it is very grim. Him getting the blood all over his friend's face. Yeah, it's like the blood's
0: everywhere. Everyone's (laughs) screaming and crying. I felt like it went on for like over five minutes. It
1: was the longest death I'd ever seen. I feel like that's why I wasn't as drawn in with that part of the episode. Later on in the episode, Dogbird sees the king's bracelet. So he follows him because he wants revenge. And this was something I actually missed the first time watching
0: it. So I actually got confused why he wanted to kill the king first of all, and the next minute he didn't recognise him. He had a cover on his face. I think he should have recognised yeah, him I, on that cover. Yeah, I
1: mean, there wasn't much. And... He's gone around in the show later on with a mask like that, and he yeah. still doesn't recognise him. It really <laughs> baffled me, that did. Yeah,
0: that really confused me, but I missed the break lit part at the start. It was very obvious. Sorry, I was getting <laughs> over that
1: death. <laughs> <laughs> they showed that face a few times. Yes. There's also a part in this episode which I forgot happens before this when Aurora is given the task of following the young nobleman, and you do see V again gazing. At something up in the sky. Oh, yeah. This is when she makes the notes about him being distracted when he's focusing on something. And again, it's very brief, but you are seeing his personality. In episode three, there's a scene where the king and power are drinking and they overhear two guys talking about the king not showing himself and that they hope that he doesn't one day show up and act like the king. And I just remember in this scene, power is really quick to kind of stand up in a bit of anger, really, and show that he would want to defend the the king and I remember this is one of the first scenes where I really liked him because of his loyalty and the good friendship and I could already see how Close they were, and mm. I just remember this scene sticking with me, even though it's very short. Yes, it's another scene where I feel sorry for the king. Like I said, there's a lot of scenes throughout where I sympathize with him. Can't help but pity him, <laughs> just feel really bad. I suppose for
0: him. these sort of scenes would make a little bit of sense and why he's fearful of coming
1: forward. What I think is the kind of big thing that happens in this one, which I like, is the chief he sends letters to Suhor and Ban. And Rio <laughs> and Bamran Rio Rio pretending to be each other to challenge them to a duel. And I remember when they get the letters, their reactions to them, I thought they were really funny. And I know that later on it's mentioned, I think they're waiting on a parade or something and it's mentioned again about the duel and they're both like implying you better not like back out but their faces are basically saying the opposite like neither (laughs) one wants to do it and I just think yeah it's really funny and again it's showing their rivalry at the beginning but I really like all the scenes with these two cats. me too That's v- so funny i really enjoyed watching it when those two came in it i just love their rivalry i think their faces like face expressions are really good because it says everything really in episode four the young noblemen fight and they are captured and this includes v they're caught for fighting on they call it scarred ground They are tied up and told that they'd only be let go, really, if they signed up for Harang. Suho is the quickest to sign up, and he's really funny because he's like, why didn't you just tell me that's what I needed to do? (laughs) And in this part, V has another scene. This is probably his first Um, more lengthy scene. Yeah, and he's basically saying that he isn't going to sign up, he doesn't want to be untied. And his brother asked him why, because he says, didn't you want to sign? And he says that... He wanted to because it sounded exciting, but I think he said something like he's not because he's the grandson of Master Sulk. Is that their name? I can't remember the name of the it's, father. That's the family name. Excuse if I'm saying it wrong, but Chloe usually corrects me, but the family she can't. Can't remember. So again, to do with his family expectations, I think, of why he feels he shouldn't. But his brother and sister, they untie him. And tells them that he he must do it if he wants to, and basically V shouts to be untied. But I think here they're just showing a little bit of his story that's obviously unfolds a lot more later. Because mm-hmm. I think here his Brother does mention too that if he signs up, he won't be able to do it anyway because he's a half breed. Again, it's small, but they're building the story already. I remember this
0: episode being one that I found particularly funny. I really enjoyed this one, and one of the reasons I really enjoyed it was because of the beautiful football game they played during yeah, this episode. Beautiful, that- so? Beautiful
1: beautiful because that's what they referred to it as oh, i put they play a game of football i didn't know no. beautiful. they referred to it as beautiful football because the players are beautiful i've missed that twice
0: and i just thought that this whole episode had a lot of comedy to it and there's a scene where Dogbird he scores for the wrong side he scores an own goal oh is it an own goal
1: yeah oh um... yeah of
0: course yeah <laughs> don't football also there's a little part at the beginning where he's facing the wrong way i think they're all lining up and he's got his back to oh, yeah, them so. they have to turn him round <laughs> little moments like this i just thought was really humorous and i really enjoyed
1: this episode the football was by far my favorite thing i think it really just took it in a really brighter way really yeah
0: finally we were onto the harangue it was formed and
1: we were seeing another like story open up with this yeah episode. during this football match too that i really like Suho that nice? yeah. <laughs> I really like his excitement towards Dog Bird in the game because he's determined to be <laughs> he's <keeps> checking her <laughs> notes on the names. Ban A Yu Ban Ryu. Ban Ryu, Ban Ryu. He's determined to beat Ban Ryu because they never win against them. <laughs> I have to say, I might be put out to these from too. So you're asking me, but they might be. Really I'm bad. terrible though because I just read any old way of how I just process it in my head whether it's right or not. But yeah, they obviously never win against them. So Dogbird being on. Sue Hor's team, they end up winning. He's so excited by it; he's started like, jumping all over Dogbird. That is just so <laughs> excited. And I think he even tells Dogbird that he really likes him now. I was really taken with him, especially during the game. Is it the first time that
0: we see a sort of a rivalry form between Dogbird and the King, because he's feeling a bit jealous? Of him yeah, throughout he's jealous them, of him in the, the football.
1: because at one time they're trying to tackle the ball from each yeah. other. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> talking about episode five. There are a lot of things that actually happen in this episode, but specifically that stand out to me. The only thing that I really, really enjoyed was when the chief instructor gives them all some strong alcohol to drink and then he tells them that they have to pick rooms and they can decide to take another. So kind of he wants to cause a bit of disruption between them and they all go off fighting. And it's, again, Suho and Ban Ryu. Who really stand out to me because they're fighting with each other, of course, because of this rivalry, but they're drunk and they're missing and they're clumsy. And I just was laughing a lot at those two, particularly in this scene, and really, really stood out. In episode six, one of the first scenes is when Ban Ryu and Suho wake up next to each other and they both wake up obviously really startled and really angry to be near each other there's another harangue in the room he's actually a character who we haven't really touched upon yet but he's also kind of part of their group he's one of their roommates i
0: don't know really why we didn't mention him because he's very linked to v's character he
1: is yeah and he actually Gets really upset over V's death, one he of the does. most two. Yeah, I and would say he was probably afterwards. his
0: closest friend. In yeah, the... I would think so. It's unusual because V would probably say, V's character would probably say the opposite. He'd say it was Dogbird. Yeah. But I think when you look at these two,
1: they're always together. Always and... together. They have a lot of scenes, a lot of V's scenes, which we'll mention later on. This character is tied in with them. I know that a lot of people refer to him. I think as the
0: Flower Prince. I've seen that a lot online. Yeah. So we're
1: going to call him the Flower Prince yeah. because we're having a hard enough time <laughs> with these names. And you would know him anyway because he's the more flamboyant. I yeah. guess you could say of the the members. The people say like if he likes men and women.
0: It's never said, but implied. And I like this symbolizing like the gay community. Yeah. And I really like to see this in a Korean drama. What would we call him the Dance Prince, the Flower Prince. Oh.
1: <laughs> But, I'm like, this is down. up at that I don't know why I said dance. Okay, flower prince. And, yes, so the flower prince, like I said, he's a roommate of of theirs. Well, It's weird because there's five of them who are roommates. The main five, so Dogbird, The King, Suho, Ban Ryu, and now... The flower prince. But V is always trying to get with them. But he doesn't actually share a room with them. I wish they had to just put them in the yeah, room. me too. <laughs> I'm just so afraid. Because he's just on the outskirts. <laughs> like, really good friends of them. Just not in that room. And anyway, yeah. The flower prince. He starts winding the two of them up. About, obviously waking up near each other and it sparks the real outrage in them and I think they go to have a sword fight. The king is also in the room and I think he's getting involved and everyone is outside of their door listening in and I think even V is out in the hallway too and they're like saying it's like the room of trouble. Yeah I found this very funny. And then later on Ban Ryu is saying to Dogbird at the table i think it is about his sister being a half breed this is brought up a lot because it's a really key thing these ranking is basically are quite important and he's doing it to anger him but then I, I can't remember who just someone says to v's character why are you getting angry too and does it remind you of your brother again i feel like it's a very tiny comment but making it sure that we're already aware we haven't even met v's brother who does come Quite a bit of a character later, obviously is very important to V's story, but just the little parts how they're always throwing it in to make sure yeah. that it's building up early. And I, I like, like this. That. Yeah,
0: I like this a lot. I see it a lot with films and even in books where all of a sudden there's this character just thrown in from nowhere, yeah, with no mention, and all of a sudden it's a major storyline. Yeah, and this is kind of a thing
1: they should do. Yeah, um, because V starts off obviously very very small with just these little like lines here mm-hmm. and there, but already building to what becomes quite a big part of his story, well, his main story really yeah, I later. I definitely think it's necessary. And also, it's really good to see short bursts of V. <laughs> it is. And then later on, there have been some fighting at the Harang house and Aror is called to the house as a doctor. There's this part with V when he's looking from behind... Some kind of post and the flower prince comes to talk to him. He asked him about Ban Ryu and V says that he basically hates him. He's looking really angrily mm. I think from the post and then the flower prince says to V if his hand is bleeding and a V just suddenly looks down and starts like whining kind of babyish about it really and V and Aurora V seems to go to Aurora quite a few times and have these short scenes which I actually really look forward to it's another reason I quite got into her character actually yeah with these scenes that's
0: another reason why I really like V's character because he seems to get on with everybody. He does, yeah. He's like yeah, a friend think, of everybody. I think that's what he's meant to be mm.
1: like. He gets along with everybody. And basically she's looking at his arm and she says to him that he's going to need stitches and that'll all hurt. And he's saying that he can endure it. And she says that he looks quite young and he's like, he's older than her. I think she, in the end, says that she's going to give him some because she thinks of him as her older brother. And I just remember Phoebe being really happy, really smiling. And I just remember thinking this character was just so adorable. I was just really smitten with him. And it's nothing just to do with him being V's. No, it really is <laughs> It's isn't. just such a cute character. He only has tiny little scenes here as well. Just such a lovable character. You kind of have to like him
0: really. You do. I can't yeah. see anyone disliking him
1: because he's oh, just no, so lovely. definitely not. But I really look forward in each episode, hoping that we would have one of these tiny little scenes. In episode seven, scene that I really like is when Dogbird is getting advice from Suho how to treat his sister and this is my major <laughs> name in this episode. I love this, I but... just think the advice from Suho is just so funny. He basically gives him the advice of putting her in the headlights. Like. And calling her to make her do everything. <laughs> and I just think this scene is just so humorous. I was cracking up watching it. Even the second time around, I thought it was just as funny.
0: And he actually takes his advice. He, well. yeah. <laughs> he does.
1: And it's mentioned later on by someone that he got a voice about his sister from him. There's so many tiny scenes like this that are just so funny, but particularly this one stuck with me. And there's also a small scene later on when they're eating at a table. And I think this is when someone mentions about Bibi in there and he says that he likes it with them and it makes it an even six. And this is a time when I was really wishing he was officially part of their group these five because like i said even though he's always kind of on the fringes he's technically not fully in their group no. really and i wish he was because the roommates they all have to kind of do like a lot of things together for instance they take showers together <laughs> <laughs> i you should mention that shall because I, I was so disappointed that V <laughs> was in the room i actually had to pause the television to see if V was in the shower room i well, knew he wasn't were... in there because it was just i roommates. know i was
0: just hoping <laughs>
1: But that's what I mean, if he was one of the room members, we would see that just that tiny little bit more of him officially being in there. Like... One of
0: the things why I wondered why he wasn't was because of the schedule in BTS, and I wondered if oh, they couldn't yeah, okay. quite put yeah. him in every single scene. I wasn't sure whether they worked their way around the storyline on his commitment with BTS, because I do know while watching stuff with him in BTS, there were quite a few times where he had to Leave something quite important to go do the film. Yeah, and we then did come say we were again. wondering
1: whether there was a time in the Bon Voyage before yeah, we Yeah, he was
0: late, and there was a few other moments I can recall where
1: he had to leave for the acting. It's such a shame, really, because obviously you really want to see V and BTS like all the mm-hmm. time. Like if BTS came on and V wasn't there, you'd be disappointed. But at the same time, I wish he did more acting stuff. I really, really Me enjoyed probably watching him in this, and I would love to see him in another K drama. Although now that Jin's
0: in the military, he's got he- an opportunity. Do, yeah, and I know was brought up actually the members were trying to persuade Jin to get into acting because he said before that he really wanted to be an actor oh I'd love to see Jin
1: and then this is another scene that I really like when the Flower Prince gives the guards some really strong alcohol so that they're able to sneak out at night. I thought this was funny because they see a guard and they think
0: he actually isn't drunk, Like yeah. it didn't work because he's walking like normal. And then he just starts hitting, hitting the post with his sword and keeps hitting himself in the head. I just thought it was really funny. It reminded yeah. me of like slapstick humour,
1: which I like. I really enjoyed this episode with them sneaking out at night too. And I love like this friendship that's forming in the harangue of the the 5 plus b i wish there was so much more of that i feel like there was times when there could have been a little bit more of it cuz especially like more near the end the fillet trails Me off Me too a bit.
0: definitely
1: and when they sneak out suho's sister i was hoping you would mention <laughs> this part cuz i wanted to mention this part <laughs> she must Mistakenly thinks that Ban Ryu is her brother. Although I don't understand why this is a prank. <laughs> but she to, to prank him back for getting her in all the headlocks, she thinks it'll be good to squeeze his bum. And yes. I was lost on that. That so way, sister like, would. Yeah, I know. I the thought bum. the same thing. After watching this, I thought it was a really funny scene. I love the scene.
0: But I had to ask my sister who was watching it with me, who did she think he was? Because I was certain that she thought it was the her brother. brother yeah. But I thought no, no, I must oh,
1: have I have would never ever do that. No, not a million years. But I don't know. I just think it was hilarious then. I'm glad she did do it. Me too. And when Ban Ryu turns around, oh, his face. <laughs> He's water, yeah. I just love it. I actually too, really but... fell in love with him at this moment. Same. This was
0: one of my favourite scenes. really. I just love these scenes with Ban Ryu and... <laughs> Suyeon, this is the kind of relationship I like watching.
1: Yeah, and what's really funny is, she's obviously then embarrassed, and she screams, and crowds turn round, and automatically assume he did something, and she then plays to that. I know, I thought this was so bad. I <laughs> think it just adds to the humour. It does. I, mean, I wasn't expecting it either, I didn't know what was going to happen. And then, her brother comes, <laughs> because he's heard all the commotion, to attack Ban Ryu, and she then hits him on the back of the head, knocking him unconscious but the whole scene is just hilarious i could watch that many more times and i wouldn't tire of thinking it's it, funny it every was time one, it yeah, remains it was one of my funny. favorite scenes definitely, definitely top. Done. okay so in episode eight that i really like is when the king decorates Aurora's room with these really expensive things and she screams about it and he's standing outside with power and the king is saying to Paho that he you said that she'd like it and then Paho is like, Well she doesn't have very good taste. Again, it's their friendship that I really like, so this is why I noted it down. And there's another V moment in this episode. And he comes into their room because he says he can't sleep because of all the noise from people practicing the music. And he gets in the bed with the flower prints <laughs> on the top bunk at first. But he's all too happy about this <laughs> and says so a comment to be I can't remember actually what he says now I can't um, remember the comment but yeah he's very happy he's he he turns so, I think over. he says something like that you picked me does His, he brush him or something I, I feel he like might he get gets to quite touch close. him yeah. so he quickly gets <laughs> down and goes in dogbird's bed instead and I wrote this down but I'm not sure because when I was Looking at my notes again, I was thinking, surely this isn't what he said. But I said that he says that he wants to sleep with him because he's the most human. <laughs> but that doesn't sound right now, so don't quote me on that. <laughs> but I just know that he's much happier because he's 10 down there. <laughs> the other thing I noted down in this episode is this is an episode, obviously, after this whole thing with Sue sister and... Ban Ryu. She sends him letters on occasions and she sends him one well in this but he also receives a letter from his father and I think that this is important because it's emphasising the conflict he's now facing. She's kind of his good side and his father's kind of his devil on his shoulder episode 9 a moment that really stands out to me as being particularly funny is when Pahor is hiding in the king's bed to cover for him because the king isn't there at the minute and suho comes in to talk to him to ask him if something happened the other night Paho can't say anything because he's pretending to be the king and he has to kind of lay under the blankets to make noises uncomfortably until suho asks him if he's sick and then he jumps up saying he can't be sick for the dance but i just thought it was really funny on Paho's part (laughs) of the awkward situation that he's put in he always does it whenever someone says or acts in a way that might be disrespectful towards the king he always acts in an outrage of it, (laughs) and it happens lots of times and it cracks me up i just think he's such a funny character and then the princess she arrives in this This episode yeah time she appears and in her first appearance v suho and the flower prince are looking as she arrived and they start talking about her being pretty and i know that suho says that she's not like the queen that she's much colder and i think v is a bit confused by this because he was saying that he thought the queen is cold i agree with that. i agree with him <laughs> although i do agree with suho now that the princess is much colder <laughs> yeah i,
0: I can't I suppose from an outsider, if you didn't know them personally, you'd see them both
1: as very calm characters. <laughs> and later on, they're at this festival. Ban, Ryu and the king go missing while the others are preparing. And V goes looking for them and he goes to talk to Aror and she seems to get mad at him. He asks what's their problem and then he pulls a funny face. <laughs> I can't say I remember that, <laughs> I can picture it vividly but I've wrote a poor note about it. But I will say any scene with V and I thought was to noting down in my house well, there was a few occasions though where V might have been there but he barely said anything or he was in like Yeah, just, there was a and lot I, of I really, like really felt like I couldn't write that down. But you are right these little tiny moments he just makes me laugh just yes, by face expressions his face and ways yeah. He responds just perfectly. You can't explain why you like what you're seeing but you like it. That's yeah, how Yeah, that I do know what you mean because there's so many moments like that yeah I was just glad that he was included like for all the people to go looking for them I'm glad it was him another big thing that happens in the story is that Aurora finds out who the king is because she overhears him and the queen and the commandant brings her to the queen he's the guy who does all the dirty work for the queen basically and he
0: is the one who actually
1: killed
0: Sonia right yeah he is he is the one
1: Although it's hardly ever brought up no, that he needs what, to be just, just was, Yeah, that's what I It's like everyone forgets because Dogbird is just hell bent on it's the king's the fault. King. It's the king's fault. Yeah,
0: and there was even halfway through, I, I was asking myself, did the king do <laughs> a bit of stabbing, and <laughs> we didn't see it. <laughs> the the command
1: didn't kills uh, kills him. He does all the work, and it's on the queen's. It's command. the queen's order. It's only that the king happens to see and follows them. But the king never says this. He never uh, no.
0: But I suppose in a way he is taking blame. Like he's doing that, what he feels is right. Yeah, he is his to blame fault because he had seen him. But him. really, it's but he not. But he didn't. He didn't exactly do anything. Fault.
1: Well, other than that, he didn't stop him. That's true because he could have said on the king's orders because he does this with Varun in the next episode. Yeah, that's true. I
0: suppose. He could have stopped it which is probably why he's blaming himself but yeah this actual guy who did the killing he's never really uh,
1: up at all. never told there's any justice in episode 10 they are now given disciples but V's brother is one of the disciples and I think the disciples pick their own harangue member V's brother chooses to be dog bird's disciple but after this V is talking to Aro again and he's explaining that his grandfather really likes him but he doesn't like his brother very much and V does really like his brother I think he says likes him more than his grandfather.
0: grandfather yeah he does
1: yeah and although he's a little bit disappointed that his brother didn't pick him as a disciple he says he's really happy that he picked Dogbird. Because he's the coolest around. so V has this kind of idolisation that he likes. Yeah, that's the only thing
0: I will say about the development with V's character. Relationship he has with Dogbird, this bit of an obsession, this likeness. I wasn't sure where that suddenly came well, from. I thought this was the was first. Was this the first moment? For me, this kind of just came out I of know nowhere. there's
1: one part, but I didn't touch on it. But you know when they're doing that task, assignment to do with the king and the war, and... Dogbird gives his speech. Oh right. I remember V looking particularly mm, impressed. Okay. And he he quotes that later. Oh right. And I wondered if he was inspired by him then. Um, yeah, being particularly
0: clever. I suppose I wasn't really looking out for it because I didn't expect it to happen. Yeah. I suppose if I was to watch it again and know... Oh, I watched it again. <laughs> but then again, I wasn't particularly looking out. Well, I like... well, you obviously noticed those parts, which I didn't think about, probably from seeing it again. So if I watch it again, knowing that obviously he does get this obsession with him, I probably will see yeah. these little things. But this things. is the
1: first time I think he... He really says it like, you know, that he really kind of yeah. likes him. Obviously, it does grow from here that is really quite taken with him.
0: There's a scene I also <laughs> thought was really funny in this as well. And it's when Suhu remembers Banryu touching his sister, although he didn't. He oh, yeah. simply has a memory. And he remembers this in front of V's character and the flower prince. And <laughs> I just... I think it's funny these character and the flower Prince's a reaction they're just watching <laughs> him remember it all and then he goes to fight banview and at this point his sister knocks him out again yeah he knocks him <laughs> out again and then after that i think the flower prince says this was unexpected and i just think it's funny because they're just the watchers the bystanders a bit like us watching it, really. Yeah. And uh, I just thought it was a funny reaction from V's character and the flower prince and also from <laughs> Sue Hall as well.
1: In episode 11, this is the episode after Dogbird has fallen off a horse and his careful bite of all, but he wakes up to be between... The flower prince and Suho, sleeping each side of him. This is to help keep him warm, because <laughs> I think that's what Aru was doing. And I just like his startled reaction. <laughs> I just think it's really, really funny. And then there's another part in the episode of, like, when Pao and V's brother, who I haven't wrote down his name. No, I don't actually know I think it's something like Dancy or something, I'm but I can't remember. Sure. So I'm just going to call him V's brother. They're talking... And I think it's funny because this is, again, where the age is brought up of 22 years old because V's brother mentions that he's 22. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and then Power All is like, he's born early in the year and, and then he's... he was like, he's born in January. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I and mean, <laughs> it's so funny his face afterwards. It's just so funny because it's so obvious you, you cannot be twenty two. He's like double the age. Yeah. And it's obvious that everyone knows, but I just think it's such a funny thing like for them to include in it.
0: What's also funny though is once people know that he's not twenty two and he's talking to other people, he mentions that he's older and that he should have respect. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I just think it's so hilarious and this is the episode in which the king also tells Dogbird that he's never had a friend and that he thinks of him as his only friend and then they start splashing around (laughs) together in the water and I guess this is a kind of sweet scene in some ways. They have this friendship the two of them even though Dogbird is hunting for the king to get revenge on him and later on obviously thinking that the king is the king there's somewhat of a friction between them and there still is this friendship and I do like scenes with their friendship too. On to episode 12. I forgot to say that in the previous episode there was a sign that was put up announcing that the king was hiding within harangue oh
0: yeah i actually liked this ending this was one of my favorite endings i don't know why really i just <laughs> i just liked when it was revealed and like, everyone's face I just felt like i was there in the moment <laughs> i feel it's definitely a
1: tension builder yeah and this is why i think i binged watched a lot of it the first time around because like i said a lot of these end on like cliffhangers like parts like this when you want to know oh now they know the king might be there what's gonna happen mm. next and i that a lot with this series i think that is v who says that the king is either well the king <laughs> or it's Dogbird because they're the only two that didn't grow up with them because all the other young noblemen is what i call them they've all grown up together and these two haven't and i think it's very clever of characters. Yeah, he does have
0: this intelligent side to him he comes across a little like goofy i think yeah
1: and then there's a scene with v talking to aror
0: about Dogbird being the king. She gets very angry with him here, making sure that he knows that Dogbird is not the king.
1: Yes. Yeah, I think this surprises V's character. And in this episode, it's the episode where I think that V's role begins to grow a bit more because we start seeing a bit more of them each time. There's another scene again with him with Aurora and he's pretending that he's got a hurt foot and she threatens him with some acupuncture, which is the needles. And then he starts panicking saying it's not too bad (laughs) (laughs) and when she asks what's wrong he says he doesn't want to be compared with his brother and he thinks that they should have been switched and then his brother comes to take him sword fighting and I think this is like a really big part for V's character because he often mentions about how him and his brother should have been switched because his brother is really good like a sword fight yeah, he him. he's the one that fits with the strong skillful, skillful yeah, yeah. and v the- He doesn't have the interest in it. He says himself many times he doesn't. And it's not really in his character, but he has to do it.
0: I think he does pretty much say that he doesn't like the burden of being the last aristocrat of his family. Because his brother is half-blood, he can't do the role that V is doing. And like you said, he has
1: no interest, so he he wishes that wasn't the case for him. So his brother comes to take him sword fighting. I think this is an emotional scene that V has to do here because he's getting really upset because he's saying to his brother that he's not good at fighting and martial arts and he likes looking at the stars and that he's inferior and he again tells his brother that they should have been switched so that his brother could be the one to save the family. I just feel so sorry for V's character really and I think that V's doing an incredible job with this because he's obviously only before had much smaller roles and now he's going into a really emotional scene. I think V stood out, like, so much for me in this particular episode. And then there's another part with V again in this episode. I think that some of the people are asking where he is, and someone mentions about him being kicked out of his room, although I don't think this is brought up again, so I'm not sure. But his brother goes looking for him, and he finds him hiding and V is saying again that he doesn't want it all on him. And basically his brother says something along the lines of that. He's born into it oh and he has to go spa i think what's happening is the. do you remember this episode when i think all of the harangues the princess organizes them to spar against each other oh yeah yeah and this is what they're going for and i think that's why v was hiding him because he didn't want to participate in the sparring so my notes are a bit muddled in episode 13 one of the scenes i like is when Dogbird and the chief instructor are talking about the king being within Harang and Dogbird wanting to kill him. What I really like in this scene is the wisdom from the chief instructor, because this is what we were talking about Mm -hmm. before. He talks about the pond that he's always fishing at and about the surface of it being calm, but it's not always as it seems. And I just really like this one because it was the characteristic that I really like of him. He gives a lot of advice for a wacky character. He comes out with really good advice. Previously, Dogbird has accidentally cut Aru's arm and now he's avoiding her. There's a scene when V comes over to Aru and she asked if Dogba didn't see her but V says that he did and he asks why he is avoiding her and not protecting her like a big brother. And V asked who did she betray. And again,
0: it's showing that slight intelligence from V's characters seeing things which others can't yeah, say. Yeah, he does pick up on a
1: lot of things. Yeah, he does
0: really pick up on things.
1: In episode 14, they're on their way to prevent the war. And on their travel, there's a moment with Su Ho and Ban Ryu that I really like again. And they're collecting wood. And Ban Ryu actually assists to help Suho, but ends up dropping a load of wood and it falls into the water, which Suho gets angry about, but then they start again splashing splashing around the river. (laughs) I
0: really love this scene. (laughs) This was one of my favourite scenes of their development of friendship. I just thought it was so cute.
1: Yeah, and it's actually Suho who says to (laughs) Bambi you <laughs> <laughs> that they've gotten a bit close and that he doesn't want it to be awkward again. I think this is the very sweet, very forward part in their friendship. This is a friendship I could actually ship. I think I would ship <laughs> this friendship. I actually wanted these two to get together. <laughs> because of his sister, you know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's a really adorable friendship. There's a scene with V saying that he misses Dogbird to the flower prince. Um, the flower prince says to him do you not like me that much he says i'm still here (laughs) basically he says no they didn't like he (laughs) does (laughs) very blunt and very forward there's also another really big v scene with v's grandfather and he beats v's brother in front of v and he's saying that his brother must make v into the best basically and Mm. train him until his bones break and that v is basically like the heir to their family name. Then V starts crying when seeing his brother being beaten. Basically yeah. for him, really, V's scenes during this especially middle part, they're so like effective. He has to do these really Tough scenes tough. for somebody yeah, who's not it. like yeah. a trained actor. I wasn't expecting his character to go in this direction. From the carefree character we see obviously him yeah, to it, be to, beginning, to bury deep to have such a yeah story like this. And I like this episode because Harang, who had travelled with the princess, arrive at the the neighbouring city. There's the name of
0: this place, but we didn't get it down and we probably wouldn't be able to read it anyway. But there's a king of this particular area. Is he a prince? Well, they call him Prince Chang, I think. Is there not a royal line with this? Oh, well, there must be. (laughs) <laughs> Little unsure, but I think there's like a <laughs> royal line to this place. You know that these people we're talking about in this series—they're based on real people. Yeah, the, king, the king's coming. Up yeah, the king the and everything based on his life. My history with South Korean <laughs> history—I know nothing. <laughs> I know the history really well of England, but that's about it. So there's a royal line to this area, and they're trying to prevent a war from raging between Scylla, which is where they're from. And then this like neighboring the area, f-
1: the neighboring area has kind of sent a message saying that they potentially want us to of, invade, yeah. yeah, but I really like this episode going to this place because I feel like. It's mostly this episode and the next episode that are centred around it. And I, I just really got into the story of it. I actually was hoping that it would be brought up again later. It was actually one of the things I was expecting. But it, it doesn't. No, because I really Jesus like this here. story too. This yeah. was one of my
0: favourite storylines. Yeah, because I, I was expecting a, a big battle. And this was going to kind of be the final big scene. Bringing oh. in the king as well with this with this battle, with this neighbouring area. But... It just ends.
1: It just ends. On episode 15. And in this episode, I kind of do want to touch a little bit on the story. Because like I said before, this is an episode I actually really enjoyed the actual story of. In the previous episode, Aru was taken hostage and they were killing basically hostages until the king steps forward and Dogbird steps forward saying he's the king obviously to protect Aru. I
0: really love this moment. Another one
1: of my favourite endings. Yeah.
0: I think actually this was my favourite ending.
1: Yeah. So that was in the previous episode which I forgot to mention. So in this one it continues on and because Dogbird has said that he's the king he suggests that him and the prince have a one-on-one duel. I thought (laughs) he wants to release the hostages too but he never negotiates. The king of this Place says what he's going to get if he wins basically he'll keep all the harangues all the hostages <laughs> wage war or whatever dog Dogbird doesn't actually say what he wants and oh, know this it. is a really major flaw yeah it? because at the end of the battle he, he doesn't get everything he wants because he hasn't put it forward i thought this was valid really <laughs> yeah i thought this was really alarming really but basically they do go for their duel and Dogbird does win the fight and so promises that he won't wage war on them and that he'll let all of the harangues the princess go but he's not going to let the hostages which is like robbers and a go which is obviously one of the things Doctor wanted mm. and of course he's not going to leave you know he's not going to leave without her but they have to come back in the night to save them and help them escape and they do do it rather easily and it's because the prince he lets them escape mm. because he wants to go hunting them and i just really like this because I feel like it's like a horrible thing to do, really. You want to yeah. go hunt them all down, really, yeah, yeah. but at the same time, very exciting. I really like at the very end when they just make it to the border and they come shooting them hunting them down like they said and then all the other harangues and the chief instructor show up mm. to kind of save them even though there wasn't one particular thing like in other episodes that i could say i really highlighted to me it was the overall the, the story of this particular episode that i liked. Uh, I just wish we saw more of this yeah i mean i really thought it was going to come back because the way they leave it the, didn't play the king him. is we see come again back. Yeah. yeah like until next time he's like something like next time we'll finish the hunt the only thing that does happen is in the very 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 last episode Dogbird does give a message to the king saying they've heard something from mm. them i but always wondered <laughs> if
0: it were intending to do a season two and it just Maybe. never happened i'm not sure
1: in episode 16 i think there's two scenes with v although they're very short but i will mention them anyway and there's one where v is looking at Aru and Dogbird. He's with the flower prince and he's discussing to him whether he thinks they are siblings or not and if Dogbird is actually the king. And there's another scene with him practising with his brother. Although this is very short. i just mention it anyway. And then there's a scene with Dogbird and the king. And they're actually talking about the king. But I suppose hypothetically. Because (laughs) it's rather confusing. Because I think Dogbird knows that the king is the king. But they're not actually saying that the king is the king. So they're both talking as if the king is someone else. Although I feel like they both both know (laughs) who the king is. So it's a rather confusing conversation. But... They're kind of talking about hypothetically how the king would be with the people and saying that, you know, people have been killed because of him. And then the king is saying that he thinks that the king may just be stupid and too scared to speak out about other people not getting hurt for him, although he's still referring to someone else as the <laughs> king. It's frustrating that Dogbird's friend, what's his name again? Song Yu it's never really brought up again to clarify the king doesn't say like he didn't order it but he doesn't apologize or anything for it but i'm wondering if he when he says that you know too scared to speak out about people not getting hurt for him this is about his friend although he's not specifically saying that it. it's one thing that crossed my mind yeah it probably is now you've said it just think that maybe this is hoping that people catch on and think it's some sum up to it <laughs> although it's very short and subtle but i just wondered in episode 17 The main part I like is when there's this pandemic or epidemic?
0: Yeah,
1: this is potentially one of my favourite episodes, this one. There's an epidemic going around just outside of the capital and there's no medicine to cure it. But Aurora happens to stumble across the medicine that is needed in the adopted father's <laughs> <shed>. yeah, <laughs> I the, name the, the
0: villainous character we were talking about, Park Yong Shil. He's basically
1: storing all this medicine because he wants to keep it until it's really needed, and he can sell it for more than what it's worth in gold. And she then conveys this to the chief instructor, who then gets the king and Dogbird, <laughs> and gets her to tell them about it. And basically, he wants them to come up with a way in which they think they can sort out the situation and i just really got into this story they don't get ban ryu because at this point he's going through the conflict again and he seems to have turned back a bit towards helping his adoptive father the yeah villain, and, they, and, they don't trust and they don't trust him but he actually overhears this yeah, and he does end up helping them without telling them. Yeah, and this is what
0: I really love about this episode. I like two characters a lot in this. I like the chief inspector. His role is to... A distraction. <laughs> yeah, to, to distract Park young Shill Basically, his job, he doesn't actually do his job because the person who actually distracts him is Ban Ryu. And... While you're watching it, you're unsure as a watcher if this is the case, although I actually gathered it I was the case. It was, yeah. But from what we see as watchers, Bamroo is drunk and he's like uh, stumbling around and i thought this scene was funny in itself yeah. because everyone's like trying to get him but he's just swinging his <laughs> sword sword all over the place and this actually is the perfect distraction it because is. park he did Yang better Xie than the guy. yeah exactly he does a lot better <laughs> he comes out and is just watching him wondering what's <laughs> going on and i just think it's just very funny and then they're able to steal all the medicine back then yeah i just really like Ban Ryu in this especially when it is confirmed that it was an act and that he was distracting his stepdad. yeah I think the
1: next day Su Ho and the Flower Prince say it's a bit obvious yeah and I don't think he turns back from this point I think this is kind of it now that he's on their side as well and I
0: think this is partly because of the romance with Su Yon.
1: yeah Because we haven't really said it, but there's lots between these episodes of times when he's kind of going backwards and forwards, kind of telling her to go. But she never goes. She consistently is determined to wear him down, (laughs) and she does. But yeah, in particular, I really, really like this episode because of this whole scene with getting the medicine. Episode 18, we see V's grandfather and V's brother, and his grandfather goes to talk to the adoptive father, the villain. <laughs> so I'm forgetting his name here. And basically he tells him that he wants the head of the king and he uses the grandfather as a stepping stone as well to get onto his horse to belittle him. Mm-hmm. And then later on, we see V looking for Dogbird. When he finds him, he sits next to him and he starts reciting what Dogbird had said before in the assignment about the river, the king. It was to do with a path. I think it's really funny when he sits down, he really focuses to go into his speech. Yeah, I think that's about Saying back that word by word. Really yeah. <laughs> and he tells Dogbird that he's written a letter to his grandfather to tell him how he truly feels. He won't let him hurt his brother anymore or, or cause the brother any misery anymore. And he tells Dogbird that he admires him. I think this is a really sweet line too. He asks if a, a coward like him can become like Dogbird. Mm. I don't really think he's a coward. I just think he's a really sweet-natured person Mm -hmm. who doesn't have interest in in fighting, really. Yeah,
0: me too.
1: But obviously he thinks of himself differently because he's always comparing himself to his brother, I think. And he asked if he's going to be able to make his own path. Dog says that he'll make a path with him, which V is overjoyed about. He's, like, just jumping up and down. He's saying, really, really, do you promise? Like, yeah, he's like a child, really, in the excitement of it. And I just think, again, it's just such a sweet scene, really. And this is really important scene, too. This whole thing about the path is Mm -hmm. very, very important. I think he even gets into Pinky Swear It with him, too. So then later on we see V walking down the corridor when someone brings him a parcel which says it's for him. When he looks at the note he realises it's not actually for him, it's for his brother. I, I think V is like messing around with his brother and he's saying what's in the parcel and the brother doesn't want to show him. He's saying like, go off to your lecture now. V actually does know already what's in there. He knows what the parcel's for at this point. It's like they're trying to make us think that he doesn't. Mm. I feel sorry
0: for his character in this moment too when he wants to see the parcel. I think he's acting very playful,
1: but the brother's obviously very serious about yeah. it. And then just after that, he actually noticed Dogbird, And I think he says to him that he looks really cool today. (laughs) He's just so happy. This is what I don't understand. We see a flashback of the grandfather and the brother together. And the grandfather is telling the brother that basically, if he doesn't kill the king, then the grandfather will have to kill himself and V. But this is in person. But he shows him the potion, the poison. But then he sends it to him. I was confused by that because why is he there in the room showing him the poison and saying if you don't do this we will drink this? Oh, yeah. But he sends it to V, and it cost my mind. not the first time it didn't. The second time it cost my mind. Why not just give it to him then and then V would have never intercepted the parcel? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because the only different thing is the note that says kill him, but he already told him that. <laughs> <laughs> and I assume that's a previous flashback but I was really confused a bit of a by flaw that there, yeah I, I, I don't understand like I don't know if I've missed something or I just don't don't get it like because you can bring whatever you want in the house I think I mean people <laughs> bring lots of alcohol in so yeah. who would know what it is but still he obviously gets it this way through the parcel instead and yeah so he sent the poison and. He asks Dogbird if he will spar with him and then he puts the poison on the sword because just one touch, one cut, will kill you instantly. And at this moment, as they're fighting in this very serious part, V comes out and he sees them fighting. In that moment, he
0: gathers what's going on. Oh yeah, and this is when when you see the
1: flashback Mm. of, of V actually reading the parcel and seeing the note saying kill him yeah so he runs out and he grabs hold of this the sword i don't think at this point he knew the poison was actually on the sword. no i don't think so i either. think he was just running out because he generally just wanted to make sure dog uh, didn't get hurt i was upset obviously because knowing he's going to die now but i wasn't tearing up at this point Me <laughs> when i realized that he actually didn't sacrifice
0: himself because i knew that v was going to die his character i'd already read about that but i didn't read completely into detail i knew that he died from poison but i actually did i know poison or did I get that from you
1: um, I, no you
0: knew poison I, yeah i thought i knew about the poison but i just had it in my head that he actually sacrificed his life i wasn't too sure how but i thought perhaps he jumped in front of someone to take the sword oh, knowing I, he was going yeah. to get killed and in this moment i realized that actually he doesn't know the poisons on the sword. That made me feel instantly more sad that I wasn't tearing up. No, not at this point. I think in this moment, this is when he said, why did you put oh, medicine he, he on ar- the sword? Yeah, asked, did you
1: put the medicine on the yeah. sword? Yeah. And that's when I think it he realises. And of course he falls down. This is when I think it's just so, so sad because, oh, Dogbird has to carry him away and V is struggling to talk, but he's still saying things and he's saying like that, I will, will heal him and he said do you still promise that you will walk with me and he says don't hate my brother and i just think these little lines of him it's what really got to me. It's what kind of choked me up. Oh, God, I feel like I'm tearing <laughs> up now. <laughs> Did that walk the line thing? That's so sweet. Uh,
0: yeah, that's what got me when he was he... carrying him. I mean, in that moment, he is walking with him. Yeah. Like, that That got me too, like, this whole scene. He wrote,
1: wrote this letter to his grandfather. He's so ready to go the next step, like, to leave all the burden behind, mm. really. And it's taken just it's like It's such that. a tragedy. And <laughs> him saying
0: that Aurora will will save me that just confirms that he
1: wasn't willing to die in yeah. that moment. Because if he did, he wouldn't have held it with his hands. No. Lots of characters have actually taken arrows for people. This happens a lot of times. But with V, he he reached out for the sword like he thought he could reason with mm-hmm. his brother. But yeah, I just think his scene is oh, it's just so, one so of the saddest sad. deaths yeah. I
0: think of. <laughs> to be honest, I really wasn't expecting it, and I stand by it had absolutely nothing to do with being connected with V. No, well, I think still been
1: sad either No, yeah, way.
0: no matter what the character was,
1: it's just so sad how it was done. After this, V's brother is very distraught over what's happened, and he's sitting in some kind of room. I don't know where this is. When Dogbird comes in and basically gives him a letter, he says that V had wrote it for his grandfather, but he thinks it's meant for him. This is when we see V just one last time reading the words he had wrote. Again, I think this is oh, just so sweet as well. It gets to you, it really does, especially knowing it's his last (laughs) moments. And he says in this letter that he was forced to come to the harangue, but he actually likes it now. And he says that he's learned a lot and that his brother did nothing wrong. Obviously, this letter was meant for his grandfather, and he says that his brother was always on his side and that he trusts him. He says that he's going to take responsibility for his decisions he's going to walk and live freely which i just think again that's why it's so sad because he really thought he was yeah he's gonna take this new path the path he actually wanted to take this is v's very last episode which is really sad and i did feel like i'm not saying this is to do with v but after the last two episodes i wasn't as into but i do feel that the story does drop down we were discussing that. yeah
0: because there are other characters i really love in this so i don't think it's just because of V's character going because he was obviously a, quite a minor character compared to the whole yeah. storyline but yeah the, the last two episodes it was the same for me too I was expecting
1: more from them it just wasn't how I thought it was going to be like originally like I didn't know that V died of poison obviously they just told me that he died I actually thought he was going to die in a battle. That mm. was my first thought. I thought the ending of the show was going to be a battle and I thought V was going to die in the battle. That's what I also thought. I thought he was going to die in battle somehow. Yeah. Just because of like um, them forming the harangue, which is this army, I assume the army is going to go mm-hmm. out there to, yeah. <laughs> to fight. So, I mean, I was way off of what I had expected for it. I prefer the the death, though, what they Yeah, did, me too. How tragic it was. Although I'd rather he didn't die, No, all. of course <laughs> Like, as sad as this is, it's one of my favourite episodes too because I feel like it. generally is mostly focused on V. It really. is, yeah. In the last two episodes, episode 19 and 20, V is obviously no longer in this and it's just the sum up of, well, the harangue series. And obviously we haven't touched upon everything that's happened throughout. So we're just going to kind of sum up now yeah. and say what we kind of thought about the show and how it ended. Basically, episode 19 and 20 is about... The king actually taking the throne now, going after the throne himself. It appears as if Dogbird is going to go against him. Yeah, because they find out that Dogbird has royal blood. So he's also got a claim to the throne. And so you're led to believe that the two will go opposed to each other and who will the harangue pick to back as the king. Mm. And the villainous guy is backing Dogbird and believes that Dogbird is going to go for the king's throne so he can... Old, Use him as a
0: puppet. Yeah,
1: and get what he wants. But I really like the twist ending. When the Haran come in, they all hail the real king. Yeah, I really love this moment, although I definitely saw it come in.
0: <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. Well, I didn't think Dogbur was going to take no. the king's throne. But I really did like this moment. I thought it was a powerful moment. It definitely a And it actually moment. reminds me of another ending I liked in this series when the king first walks in the room with all the noblemen and the queen and they all look really confused. Why is this harangue member just walking into the building? Yeah. And then when he takes his long stride up there, he announces <laughs> that he is the king, the king in hiding
1: yeah. and I really love that moment. Obviously I I'm really happy with the ending because the outcome is the king obviously takes his throne and is set on becoming the good king, which is what he wants. Wants to try to do, and I do believe he does want that. And Dogbird gets to be with Aru, which he also wanted. Yeah, and that is the, the outcome I wanted for those two, too. The villainous adoptive father is seen out as a traitor. It's yeah. announced to everyone that he's plotted against the king and likely to be sentenced to death because yeah. although we don't
0: see this, no, we don't see it. But one of the workers who was working for him is actually sentenced to death by the king himself.
1: Yeah, there's a court lady who's doing the poisoning, which we said earlier the queen was poisoned for 10 years. I like this,
0: yeah. that he sentenced her to death, because you may assume that, okay, he's a good guy, this king, maybe yeah. he'll have mercy on her, but he doesn't. And I think this is a right move to make. Well... We-
1: well, considering what she's done mm-hmm. I think it's a just ruling I think a king well he needs to be good but he also needs to be just otherwise everyone's going to walk all over exactly. him are but overall I really do like the outcome it's just for me I felt these two episodes was a bit more slower like I said they're our episodes so that's two hours getting to one point yeah. of crowning yeah, the king true. <laughs> which inevitably I did think the king was going to take his throne I mean I thought from the very beginning <laughs> that he will eventually get on there so that's the only one thing but I do like the initial ending scene it was just the build up to it for me just I felt was a bit lacking Um I thought other episodes was a lot more exciting.
0: So just summing up this series in my opinion my only real negative while watching this was all the flashbacks sometimes you see them like one after another or not long after we've just seen the scene and I've just never really been a fan of flashbacks. But aside from that, I really enjoyed this series. It's actually probably up there with one of my favourite Korean dramas I've seen because I really loved all of the characters. There weren't that many characters I disliked. I thought all the acting was really good and I thought V's character and portrayal of him was just... Incredible. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, same for
1: me. I definitely enjoyed watching the show. I remember after watching it the very first time, I did want to watch it a second time just not as close together, but I needed to for the <laughs> the podcast, but I would have rewatched it again anyway at some point down the line just like one episode here and there because I do think it's a good show. It's the characters for me easy to get into them, I think, and they all had something that they gave to the show. So for me, I think cuz the characters were so strong, that was why I thought the show itself is really strong
0: in the next episode we're discussing run episodes 29 to 34
1: thank you for listening to this
0: episode of do you know bts we will be back with another episode soon in the meantime you can check out our media at do you know bts podcast on instagram and do you know
1: bts pod on twitter if you wanted to support us further it would mean a lot if you joined our patreon see See you you next time. time